This Iowa football team is going to Indianapolis with a 10-2 record. Today, a walk-off against Nebraska, one of the most incredible, weird, wild games. We break it down. Instant reaction as the Hawkeyes go to 10-2. You are Locked on Hawkeyes, your daily podcast on the Iowa Hawkeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, welcome in. I'm Trent Condon, and this is the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast. Thanks for making Locked On Hawkeyes your first listen every day. We're available wherever you find podcasts. You can also find us on YouTube. While you're there, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Helps us get in front of more Hawkeye fans. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off your first purchase. Well, Iowa walks it off. 13-10, the under hits. You're thinking, okay, it's just another standard Iowa football game, right? What are you getting all excited about this one? Well, there were 59 minutes and... 54 seconds of ridiculousness uh, in between that final play of the game. And even the final play, a guy comes trotting out onto the field. Now, I dedicate myself. It's something that for a long time, even as a youngster going to games, I wanted to know the Iowa football roster. I wanted to know exactly who it was going to be in any given moment. And if a player had a real opportunity to play, I want to know who that guy was as they're coming into the game. And there's a lot of times throughout the years, well, maybe you don't have a roster or you got the roster app on your phone, but it won't load up because you're at Kinnick Stadium. Whatever the reason, I don't know. It's one of the many nerdy qualities that I have. And as I see number 92 trotting out onto the field for the Hawkeyes, I said, frankly, who the hell is that? And my wife is kind of chuckling because she knows uh, that is something that, yes, I pride myself on knowing who all these different guys are throughout the course of a game. And if it's a third team defensive tackle coming in there and making a play, I know who that is or an offensive lineman or whatever it is. I know who the guys are. Didn't know who this guy was. Now, I remember back to August when we find out who this kicker is in meter. And after the the suspension of Aaron Blum and with it, his career coming to an end, well, we found out that well, they needed something. They had no backup kicker. And a lot of times, well, you have your punter, maybe he'd be the backup, things like that. Remember, Tory Taylor never even kicked a football before he got over here to America. You never see an American football game. So it's not like he had a similar kind of background where kicking in a pinch could be a thing. So they bring in this kid from Central Michigan, Marshall Meter, to be a backup. And after Drew Stevens struggled again, had the blocked extra point a week ago in the 15-13 win against Illinois. Had the two blocked field goals this week. And just looked out of sorts. Two different kickoffs that were out of bounds and led to good field position at the 35-yard line for Nebraska. These are We had just grown so accustomed to Drew Stevens being so incredible. That's unthinkable that something like this was going to happen. But you have a backup just in case. And the first kick of the year for Marshall Meter comes in this spot to send Iowa to Indianapolis with 10 wins, to give Kirk Ferentz yet another 10-win season, to put Iowa in a position to continue to move up the rankings of the college football playoff standings, and to keep Nebraska home for another offseason. And don't give them the 15 extra practices that they're going to get by being bowl eligible. And he does it. And didn't do it with a whole lot of power. (laughs) There wasn't a ton on that kick, but it was enough. Got over those huge behemoths 
of defensive linemen that were lined up there throughout the game for Nebraska. Got it over their fingertips, just enough on it, and Iowa gets the win, 13-10. What a football game it was. It's weird. It's wild. It's unexplainable. And it's so interesting talking to people that are not Hawkeye fans, that you know do not have the rooted and the investment that we do into this program and this football team because it's ugly. We get that. We understand that. And I understand from an outsider how it's a difficult watch. But now we've just grown so accustomed to what this is, what this is going to be, about just the ridiculous nature of how these games play out. You have Ethan Herkett drop it back, who had a monster performance. I mean, he was all over the field defensively. And for him to drop back in a game where he has nine tackles, a career high, five solo tackles, one and a half tackles for a loss, and then the interception to set up that field goal. And then not only that, to make it a field goal that is plausible. Because here's the thing. When Iowa gets the football there, and if they just run it, and they get two, three yards on that gain instead of the long run that you got from LaShawn, well, we're not talking about the same thing either. Because that was a long field goal. And I don't think that Marshall Meter had the leg if it was going to be a 50-ish yard field goal. Instead, they get the ball the way down there. They center it. Deacon Hill makes it to the middle and set up the field goal. Uh, it's You run out of superlatives, how this team is able to do that, how they grind, how they find ways. The competition hasn't been great. I get that. But boy, what would you rather have, right? Losses against good teams or wins against bad teams? I'll take wins against bad teams, personally. It's, this team's 10 to 2. And with a disagreeable call in the Minnesota game, they absolutely could be 11 and 1. It's, it's amazing. With an offense that at times is inept, and they grind and they chunk and they go out there in a day where he saw many guys that got banged up not go back into the game. Caleb Brown, look, had a play in the first half at the end there, should have caught the ball in the end zone. Didn't, didn't come back in the game in the second half. That's a guy that is becoming a playmaker for them. It's already limited. And you go four straight drives to open up the second half. You don't get a first down, yet they just find a way. It's crazy. It's unthinkable. It's amazing. Yet here they are. We're going to continue to break things down here. How this team is 10-2. and two, I just have no idea. The Hawkeyes with the walk-off win against Nebraska. And then we start to take a look forward at what this Iowa football team can be and will be going forward as they await the winner of Ohio State, Michigan. What kind of chance do they have in Indianapolis? Not a real high one. What's it going to take? We'll talk about that as we continue here. This is the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast. Today's episode of Locked On Hawkeyes is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. 
Trent Connor back with you once again here on the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast. Thanks for making Lockdown Hawkeyes your first listen every day as we come to you right after the conclusion of one of the craziest games out there, Iowa, with the walk-off win against Nebraska. Uh, taking a look at the statistical profile, it is not pretty. Deacon Hill finishes the game 11 of 28, 94 yards, and that interception late. Time management again. Look, Iowa, why they're calling a timeout backed up inside their own 30-yard line, less than a minute to play, what they're trying to do there, I had no idea. You have Nebraska use their final timeout. You run a draw play. You go to overtime. You hope to win it there. No, no, I was not going to do that. So they throw the interception, and then you get the interception back from Ethan Herkett. Uh, definitely the play of the game outside of the walk-off winner from Marshall Meter. I, I, it's a name that's going to be bandied about for a very long time after uh, that one. I win the second half of the game. How about this? Uh, let's see. Doing a little math here on the fly. 37 plus, 57 yards of total offense in the second half. Uh, 38 of them came in the fourth quarter of the game. That's right. 19 yards of offense during the third quarter in a first half where Iowa dominated the football game. And the frustrating element about this is we talked about Caleb Dra Brown's drop in the end zone. That would have made it at that point likely a two-score game going into the half. Iowa dominated that first half. It, they gave up the one big play that came on Iowa trying to get tricky, right? They're showing blitz. They're showing both safeties come out. Then they both drag out of there. Neither of them get back deep enough. Deshaun Lee gets beat deep, and you give up the long touchdown play on that one. But Iowa dominated the first half. Probably should have been, realistically, 20 to 7 and a half, and that wasn't the case. And then you come out in the second half, conservative play calling, ugly drives, the interception, which was hideous. You had another play where two guys are running the exact same. You know, these are the things that we can be happy if you want for Brian Ferentz and going out a winner. Uh, you can be disappointed in a guy that wore the black and gold, that has been paid millions of dollars to be a football coach and decides that he is not going to wear company logo. We can get in the back and forth of that. And there's plenty of that online. That's that's not what this conversation is about here today. Maybe that'll be one down the line, but for here and now, I'm not ready to get into that. I think it's petty, but we'll leave it at that. But also you see in the second half of the football game, well, why he's fired. Because the incompetence of the passing game and what they're trying to do, the route trees and the combinations that they run showed up in a big time way. And we have two guys in a deep route running the exact same spot. That's your scheme. Your scheme stinks. That's why you're fired. <laughs> Simple as that. Iowa is able to find a way. And to overcome that, and to run the football the way that they did. Look, he hit a couple of big plays with LaShawn Williams. There were a couple of really tough runs also for Caleb Johnson. But Caleb Johnson, this has not been the year I think most anybody expected from him. He's a really talented guy. It just hasn't been many holes. And he got the breakout performance a week ago with the touchdown run and what turned to be the game capper on the run late in that football game to beat Illinois. But, you know, he had some hard-earned runs in there. And picking up a little extra. Looked like there'd be nothing there and just getting two. Those are the little things that absolutely matter to this Iowa offense. Looks like it's two and you turn it in five. You got something brewing there. LaShawn Williams, though, finishes 16 carries, 111 yards, averaging 6.9 yards per carry. 10 for 30 for Caleb Johnson. Not much there for Jazz Patterson. Uh, five carries for six yards for him. 
Caleb Brown, two carries, 13 yards, had that big 11-yarder uh, in there as well. And Deacon had that one, uh, well, had the touchdown, of course, on the sneak that had to reach over just to get that one. Man, we got to get that quarterback sneak back to the Nate Stanley days, don't we? Uh, let's see, uh, continuing on the offensive numbers here as we run through. Your leading receiver in the game was Caleb Brown, three catches, 21 yards, three for 12 as well for Addison Estrenga. Steven Stilianos had the big catch up the sideline, two catches for 38 yards, the long of 37 two for 14 for Nico Ragaini, Seth Anderson, one for nine, and Hayden Large was also targeted in the game. Then we get into the defensive numbers. They're ridiculous. Uh, Ethan Hercad, as mentioned, leads the way with nine tackles. Jay Higgins, maybe not the best game from Jay, uh, still important part of the middle of that defense. He has eight tackles in the game, four for Nick Jackson and Castro. But the big things, Castro, two tackles for loss in the game. Uh, half tackle for loss for YA Black. Same for Aaron Graves. The interception from Hercad couple of ba- uh, pass breakups from Logan Lee and from Jamari Harris. It was a game where the defense, again, ruled the day and came up with the big plays when they needed to as Iowa gets the win. Amazing. Inexplicable. Iowa is 10-2 and two with the victory here against Nebraska. Chubba Party goes 15-28 with a touchdown and an interception. Not able to run the football very much. Johnson, their uh, top running back, 11 carries for 27 yards. And now Iowa, with an extra day to prepare, will prepare for Indianapolis. Clock management was questionable. There were times where it felt like Iowa was just trying to give away the game. The second half game plan was hideous. The third quarter was about as bad offensively as anything you're going to find. Then the execution late in the game. What are you trying to do? Just go to overtime, accept your fate, and hope. And Iowa finds a way again. It's amazing. It's impossible. And yet, here they are. Do they have any chance at Indianapolis? Regardless, if it's Michigan or Ohio State, and who would you rather face in the Big Ten Championship game? We'll do that as we continue here on the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast. Today's episode of Locked On Hawkeyes is brought to you by the Game Time app. I've used the Game Time app a couple of different times for playoff tickets for my Minnesota Twins back, what, about a month ago, and it was absolutely incredible how easy and amazing it was. They have killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and the best price guaranteed. Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Super easy to get in. I love the ability to go out there, see exactly where your seat is going to be for every kind of event in your area. Not just sports, but they got theater tickets, comedy, music, all kinds of great things with the Game Time app. See the view from your seat before you buy, and you're going to know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Game Time has deals on tickets right up until the start of the event, even an hour after it starts. If you're somebody maybe polishing off that last beer, something like that, you're waiting for the prices to go down a little bit. Game Time is the app for you. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Lockdown College. That is going to get you $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Lockdown College. L O C K E D O N C O L L E G E. Lockdown College for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price. Guaranteed. Trent kind of back with you one final time here on the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast. Instant reaction after Iowa gets the win. 
somehow, some way over Nebraska 13-10. And yes, that under cashes once again. So as we look at this and we look forward to what is going to await them in the championship game, as we sit here on Friday afternoon, we have, well, let's see here, uh, do a little math, 20 hours until kickoff of the Ohio State-Michigan game. Who would you rather face? You know, in the last couple of seasons, it certainly felt like the easy answer is Michigan. Look, Michigan plays a similar style of Iowa. They're more of a grinded-out affair, right? They're a team that is going to play with physicality. They're going to play in a phone booth with you. They're willing to play that kind of slugfest that maybe Iowa can get involved with. And I think normally that's the easy answer. This year, it very well could be Ohio State. A couple of different reasons. I would say Ohio State, A, because this is not the same Ohio State team offensively that they've been the last couple of years. They have made a more concerted effort to run the football. And I think some of it is some kind of weird Ryan Day trying to act tougher and trying to instill some kind of toughness. I mean, there's something weird happening there. And it has something to do with the Michigan-Ohio State game. And it's odd. But there is something to be said about them playing a different kind of style. It's not the football on grass, move it up the, up and down the field. We're going to throw it 50 times if necessary and use our Uber athletes to beat you. I, that's a reason for it. Kyle McCord is, is fine and he's good, but he's also not the quarterback that we've also seen recently. He's not CJ Stroud. He's not Justin Fields. He's not the quarterbacks of the past, at least right now in his development that we've seen from Ohio State. And because of that, that makes it a little bit easier. Now, Marvin Harrison's a stud. And without Cooper DeGene, it makes it incredibly difficult to envision Iowa being able to do much of anything to slow him down. However, he has had a couple of clunkers in there, too. He's had a couple of, you know, three catches for 20 yards performances this season, a couple of different ones, and leads you to believe that maybe there is something there. So in the past, it would be, I'd rather see Michigan. This year, though, call me crazy, maybe it would be rather be Ohio State. Now, regardless, one way or the other, does it really matter? Probably not. Look, the likelihood of Iowa even hanging around in this football game is so incredibly slim. You go back and look at the teams that they have faced here over these last two months. These are all bad football teams. These are bad football teams that they faced for the better part of two months. Illinois, Nebraska, Rutgers, Northwestern, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Purdue, Michigan State. That is two months of bad football teams that they have faced. Now, they've been able to answer the bell. Short of a bad call against Minnesota, they beat every single one of them. But you can't overstep, overstate what a big step up in competition this is going to be this week. I mean, you're going from the also-rans of college football to Power 5 level, and now you're taking on big boys. You're taking on the best of the best. And that is Michigan or Ohio State. I mean, they're, they're both incredible teams. Is it going to matter? I don't think so. What we're going to do next week, though, regardless of who it's going to be, we're going to f- try to find out a path. I mean, the path is is pretty simple, right? You need something special to happen defensively. You're going to have to have a historic performance. You go back to the game a year ago against Ohio State. The Iowa defense held the Buckeyes in Columbus the lowest, lowest yardage total of the year. The problem was the offense kept turning the football over, giving them short fields, and they were scored on them. That was the problem. The defense played lights out a year ago against Ohio State in what was, what, a 54-10 to 10 loss? They were really, really good in that football game. The problem was the offense. So can't turn it over. And Deacon turned it over late, and he had a lot of other plays that easily could have been turnovers. Not loose with the ball. 
you don't have to be perfect, but you have to be clean. I, I like to say that a lot in football and the way that programs like I were, you don't have to be perfect. Perfect is seemingly impossible in a football game to be perfect, but you have to play clean. Don't turn it over. Make the makeables. Figure out this field goal situation. I, there's a lot to be said there. Special teams have to be an elite level. Defense has to be an elite level. And then you got to get a little luck. You got to get something crazy. You got to have, have a ball bounce your way. Something goofy happens. That, those are the kind of things. And all that being said, all those things together, we're still just talking about maybe being within a score in the fourth quarter. Uh, being down 17-13. And something like that with a chance with the football. That's that's kind of the best case scenario. And that's with all those things going right. We'll know who it is here in 20 hours, and we will break it down here as we do on Locked On Hawkeyes. Hey, apologies uh, for not being with you the last couple of days. I'm dealing with a bit of an illness here. As you can see, I'm feeling a little bit better, but I, I can already feel myself after talking here for uh, the last 20 minutes or so already starting to sweat and <laughs> need to lie back down. But we're going to battle through Iowa basketball. What a disappointing effort that was against Oklahoma yesterday. We will break that out. We're going to get a bonus episode out to you uh, either late tonight after the Iowa basketball game and their third-round matchup, our third-place matchup against Seton Hall, or on Saturday. I'll get a little bonus content out for you. Apologies for that. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Thankful for so much and thankful to be able to watch this football team find ways in the most inexplicable fashion to win football games, and yet here we are for another season. We will... Talk to you again here later. We got a lot of basketball talk. Women's team, they get started down in Florida. Uh, my parents are down there enjoying the sun and fun in there with some family. They're having a good time. So we'll uh, get to see them maybe on TV also uh, here tonight down there in Florida as they open up things. Iowa Seton Hall on men's basketball, Big Ten Championship. We got a ton going on. It's a busy time and always happy to be with you here on Locked On Hawkeyes. As always, thanks for making Locked On Hawkeyes your first listen every day. Also want to remind you, if you haven't already, Locked On, we got something new going on. It is incredibly cool. A new national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. It's called Locked On Sports Today, and it's here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts on Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Thanks for making Locked On Hawkeyes your first listen every day. Locked on your team every day. That's what we do here across the network. We got you covered on the Hawkeye side of things and a whole lot more. We'll talk to you again soon. Hawks win it. I don't know how. Go Hawks.